everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, it's Pat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? So, Matt, this episode is, um, I don't know, particularly heartwarming to me because it's, um, you know, it's about a chance meeting and, uh, I don't know, fate and all those things that, you know, are kind of sappy-like to me. Oh, well, that but, explains why you, you like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, you probably like, met people and you didn't expect they'd have the impact that they have on your life, whether it's good or bad. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I would say that uh, you fall into that category. I mean, you certainly... <laughs> you better, like, say that's the good. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, you know, it's just, um, you you never know, like, when you meet someone new, if they're going to be in your life for a long time or a short time or right, you know, yeah. how it's going to go. So that's why I think I find this, this story really fascinating and... Uh, you know, an, an added backstory to it is that this person, uh, we've been Facebook friends for several years, um, our guests today, and we neither one of us really, like, know how we came to be Facebook friends. Oh, so you don't know, it wasn't, like, through another person or, you know? Well, we, we have a common friend. Um, but we can't remember, and the common friend can't remember, like, how, you know, how we ended up um, together. But anyways, you know, I think that's also a cool backstory, um, because we, we talk often, and, um, you know, it just seems like a friend that I would know <laughs> how I met. But well. I have a story like that, like, you know, he has he's going to tell today so we don't have that kind of story well the mind is the first thing to go when you get older so (laughs) just saying um you know i don't think that's what's happened here (laughs) just throwing Um, it out there (laughs) (laughs) okay well you know um i think we should just get right into this heartwarming story because i'm excited to tell it and introduce our guests all right all right, today I am so happy to have with us Mike Tilbrook. Mike, welcome to Backstory Sessions. Really happy to have you. Hey, Kat. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, you know, I guess the first thing is, um, you know, we want to know a little bit about you and uh, your backstory. So your story we're going to talk about today takes place in New York, but that's not where you're from, right? No, no, I'm from Alabama. Okay, and did you grow up in Alabama, or? No, I actually grew up in South Florida, and uh, both my parents worked for the Bell System, for the phone company, for Bell South, and uh, 
you know, so I was born in Alabama. I was raised in South Florida when I was 15. We moved back to Alabama. I graduated high school there. Um, and then after high school, I joined the Air Force. And I imagine from there that you've um, traveled and lived in many different places. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Um, so do you like um, not staying in one place too long? Uh, wait, you know, after I retired from the Air Force, right, I took a job and I was working as a contract over in Baghdad and rented my house out. I owned my own house in, in, in New Mexico because that's where I was when I retired. And so I rented it out while I was over in Baghdad. And then when I quit that job, I picked up a job that basically just had me um, going from one job site to another, bouncing around all over the place, all over the country. You know, and I'd be, you know, I might be there for a couple of weeks uh, up to, you know, a year or so or more. And, you know, living out of hotels and, you know, I mean, I was getting, making good money on my per diem. I was, you know, actually making a good salary, you know, paycheck as well. And somebody else was making my mortgage payments for me. And I absolutely loved living a nomadic lifestyle. Uh, you know, I'd get up in the morning, I'd go to work, I'd come home. You know, housekeeping had came and cleaned my hotel room and made my bed. And <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I, I, I do. Yeah, well, I mean, what's not to love about that? Um, what's the longest you've stayed in one place? Um, a year. I was on a, I was working on a project at, at Travis Air Force Base back in 20, I don't know, 2016, I think. And, and I was up there. I lived in the same hotel for a, a solid 12 months. So are there any um, drawbacks or negative sides to moving around so much? Well, I mean, yeah, there is. I mean, now I own a house. I'm single. I own a home in New Mexico or not New Mexico. I own a home in Alabama now that's sitting there empty because I'm going to be out here in California for at least two years. Wow. So, so, yeah, that's a drawback. <laughs> You've seen my kitchen. I have, yes. Because um, you have a cooking show, you know, that you, um, you you actually even cooked from motels. Like, uh, you know, you've done some little uh, projects that you can do in the kitchen there. But um, your home, like, I thought um, you were going to, you know, when you bought that, I thought, you know, this is it. He's going to stay in this house because it's beautiful. And you seem so happy there grilling and doing all the cooking episodes. Uh-huh. But then, <laughs> you know, the next thing I know, you're in California. Well, so, I mean, that was just, it was just a combination of, you know, the company I worked for, the boss I had at the time. And COVID, that just those three things lined up perfectly to allow me to work from home for that one year. Well, I guess that is like kind of the positive side of all of that lining up um, is that you did get to spend a year there. Uh, is it hard leaving? I mean, did that feel like home or the beginnings of home? 
you know, it's, it's, it's hit and miss. Um, I love my house. Don't get me wrong. I have a beautiful house. It is freaking huge. You know, I, 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 I'm live there by myself and I have almost a 4,000 square foot house with an 850 square foot, you know, workshop behind it, you know, and the workshops, you know, insulated, heated, cooled, everything, you know, I mean, eventually I'm going to turn that into my giant playroom, you know, I'm going to have the best man cave you've ever seen. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, I'm there by myself, you know, I was working there by my, you know, I lived there, worked there. Um, even though my, my next door neighbors were our, my best friends in the world, you know, it still was lonely. Sure. Is it less lonely and, and the motel? Yes, it is because, you know, from the hotel rooms, you know, I can go hang out at the front desk and talk with people and, you know, or whatever, you know, and there, right. you know, when I'm in a hotel, I'm always going out to eat, you know, and I'll sit at the bar and I talk with everybody, you know, it, it, I don't have friends per se, but I always have somebody to talk to. Well, I think that's a good place to go into your story because, um, you your story begins in New York and you went there of the winter so I'm guessing there was snow and it was cold in New York um is that accurate when you got there yeah that's very accurate I think it was what 2018 and I went I flew to Buffalo New York on February 1st and at the time I was still living in New Mexico um so I was in New Mexico. So, I mean, I literally was wearing shorts January 31st and freezing the very next day. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> and I, and I, I flew up to Buffalo, uh, the company I worked for at the time, which happens to be the same company I work for now, again. Um, they had gotten me an apartment in Lewiston, New York, which is a small town right on the Niagara River, about just only about five miles away from the falls you know so and you know and i got there i you know now i'm in an apartment i don't have the luxury of going to hang out at the front desk or go to the hotel bar or go you know do, go do anything and um, the apartment is nice um yeah it, it was okay isolated you know it was in, a, in, in an apartment complex but, okay. you know, it was like, it wasn't, you know, I mean, it was okay. You know, they you know, they get us in the apartments, they're fully furnished. You know, everything I need is there, you know, pots, pans, dishes, everything. All I got to do is show up with clothes and food. You know, all the utilities are paid for and, and everything. Um, there was no laundry in the apartment, you know, so you came in the ground floor and there was like three apartments down there and then you went up the stairs the second floor had three apartments and then you go up to the third floor and there was three apartments you know and then at the other end on the other end of the building it was the exact same way you know but you couldn't go from left to right sure without going outside so anyway there was one washer and one dryer on the second floor for what nine different apartments to use it was horrible right the dryer didn't work worth a crap. You know? <laughs> right. you're sitting there, and you got to sit there pumping quarters into it, and an hour later you go back to find your shit still wet. <laughs> so I imagine, do you keep like two um, 
you know, a winter and a, because you moved from New Mexico, I'm sure you had one type of clothing, you know, like a summer type attire, and then you're moving to New York where it's cold. Um, so did you have to buy new clothes or do you just automatically, uh, you know, keep that kind of wardrobe for when you travel to colder places? I've, I've work? worked... I've worked in, you know, around the DC area and in Virginia during the winter. And I worked in Pittsburgh, you know, one time when it was pretty cold. I mean, I keep a, a tote box, you know, Rubbermaid tote, the, you know, and I keep a pair of my steel toed work boots, insulated steel toed work boots in there. I keep um, fleece lined pants in there for work, for work, um, wool socks. I keep extreme cold weather stuff in there. That way all I got to do is grab it and go. Well, I was going to ask about that too. Are you a minimalist or, um, I mean, you couldn't probably collect a lot of things or, or do you? Oh, I collect everything. So where does it, where does it go? Um, is it, it, depends. At your house? it depends. Did I, did I fly there? Did I drive there? Did I drive there? Do I have room to carry it all back with me when I leave? Um, well, and, and things like that, you know, like even living in the hotel rooms that have the small kitchens in them, you know, I would always go out and end up buying a blender, buying a food processor, buying little small appliances like that. But I just go buy the cheapest ones I can get at Walmart, you know, and, you know, if I use them each three times, they've paid for themselves. I give them to the housekeeper, leave them in the hotel room. I don't care. I'll replace them. You know, I, I've... I can't tell you how many, you know, food processors I've bought like that because, you know, I used it for two, three months, went somewhere else and bought another one, you know, and, you know, like, so now I'm out here in California, you know, and I have a studio apartment in Ocean, downtown Oceanside, like two blocks away from the beach, you know, and I, I didn't like their blender, so I've already gone out and bought my own blender here. Um, and I've been buying... And, and I haven't been putting any of this on Facebook. Only a few people actually know this. But I've been buying uh, little by little things to start homebrewing my own beer. And then I just ordered, you know, a $1,200, you know, <laughs> brewing, brewing system this morning. You know, so that's, uh, you know, all stainless steel, brew, you know, beer brewing system that I'm going to have to set up somewhere in a 700 square foot apartment. <laughs> Uh, so then is this going to be something you might do a video about that we'll be able to see you in the process? Eventually, yes. I have, I'm going to record the first one, the first beer I make. But again, it's the first beer I make. You know, I don't really, I'm going to be fumbling. In, I, I say it's the first beer I make. It's the first beer I've ever made on my own. Put it that way. Because you remember I made one back home with my local brewer, brewery back home. Which was right. a huge success. <laughs> Is that what got you hooked on thinking you want to do it again? Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it, 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 we're getting away from the main story here, but you know, back home, you know, I live in such a small town in Alabama, and I had mentioned to, you know, the owner of our local brewery that I wanted to learn how to homebrew, and he says, "Well, come up with a recipe. You know, we'll come in here one Sunday when we're closed. I'll pull out my homebrew system and." will brew up a batch so i went online and i searched and searched and searched for a recipe that i wanted a beer i wanted to make 
and gave it to him and he's like looked at it you're like sure you want to make this yep i want to make that you know and he's like okay um i'll get all the ingredients except for this orange blossom honey you find that and buy that and then we'll meet up here one sunday and we'll brew it and we brewed it it turned out fabulous uh we put it on a keg we kegged it and put it on a tap in his brewery and it literally sold out in two hours oh and i'm sure that made you proud oh yeah it did that's why i'm 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 buying all this stuff now except i'm gonna i'm gonna be here bottling mine well i can't wait to see that first video and you know i i don't really think it gets too far away from this story because it seems like you have sort of a theme of um, fate, like things aligning to, you know, to make something interesting happen for you. And so it's actually, you're in New York, you've got the snow, uh, you don't have a lot of people around. I mean, they're there, but they're not there. Um, And you become uh, depressed and lonely okay. oh yeah because because you know like I, I said it was cold there and it's a small town uh every restaurant there is local there's no chain restaurant uh there's no fast food there um well except for a subway there is a gas station there that has a subway in it and that is the only thing that is not a local restaurant in the entire little village of lewiston okay and, uh and it was winter time so i mean i didn't know anybody you know, I mean, and and I was I would go out to eat, and, you know, and there'd be like, no matter what restaurant I went into, there'd be like three people in there. You know, <laughs> I mean, nobody was going out. I mean, it was like, so you go out to eat, and still, not any really anybody to talk to. Right. You know, and yeah, it was I was I was depressed and lonely. I mean, I mean, the the worst I've ever been. I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't suicidal by any means. But I was literally to the point where I was contemplating quitting my job just to go back home, just to get out of there. Right. I mean, I, I could see that. I could see how that could happen. Um, so you you go out on um, a Monday night and you end up going to a bar or brewing. Um, is it Brickyard Brewing Company? Is it's that... Brickyard Brewing Company, but they have a restaurant. Okay. They have a barbecue restaurant. Okay. And so on Monday nights, they don't do it anymore. I kind of went away during COVID and never, never got reestablished. But um, on Monday nights, they, and, and I didn't know this. I just happened to wander in there on a Monday, you know, dumb luck. So they did this thing. They called it DJ Trivia, where this guy comes in and he sets up speakers, you know, and he sets all the TVs to whatever. And he sits there and DJs music. And, you know, and he passes it. it he passes out, you know, booklets for you to answer on. And the trivia comes up on the TVs and you fill out your answers, one question at a time, you know, and you fill out your answers. And then, you know, he comes around and, and you know, there's a timer and everything and he collects your answers and and, and, everything, and that. Well, so I started doing that, but I had to get up and go to work the next morning. Didn't know anybody, I'm sitting there all by myself uh, didn't know how long it was going to last. So I took my, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm getting ready to go home. So I got my, took my answer book and I went up there and I gave it back to him. And, and he's like, 
you're leaving? I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get up early and go to work, man. You know, <laughs> I don't know what you people do up here, but I gotta work. Yeah. And uh, so there was this cute little blonde girl, blonde, well, girl, blonde woman, sitting there, you know, with him. And they were just sitting there talking. You know, I figured, hell, I figured she was with him. The real, realistically. And she says, well, here, I'll just finish. Give me your booklet, and I'll finish the game for you. And if, you know, and, and if we win, we'll split the prize. All right, fine. Whatever. Whatever, you know. So. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Did you feel any connection with her at that time? or think No, I thought she was with him. him. I didn't know okay. who she was. So you thought this would just be the only time really you encountered her and that would be it. Yeah. You know, I, well, you know, that, or I figured, you know, that, you know, the next week, you know, she'd be there with him again. You know, I mean, like I said, I didn't know him, didn't know her. Um, she just offered to finish my game for me. Okay. So what happens next? So the next Monday I went in and I was like, all right, I'm going to play this thing to the end right so I went in and I'm sit, sitting there by myself and you know we had to like write our name on the on the, the answer booklet that it gives you and I, I just put on it Tilly and and then uh, so I was kind of sitting there you know doing my thing watching the TVs and she comes up behind me and she's like she's like are you Tilly and I'm like yes and she's like, we didn't win anything. And she goes, <laughs> goes, but she goes, she goes, I'm going to join you and we're going to be a team. I didn't realize it was even team. Stuff <laughs> you know? I thought everybody was sitting around tables, each answering individually. But no, you, every table was a team. So. Um, but you recognized her immediately, I'm guessing that. Yes, she recognized me and I recognized her. As soon as she came over, you know, I was sitting there, wasn't like, I wasn't even, she came up from behind me. I wasn't even paying attention. I was watching the television for the questions. Okay. So you didn't win anything. She agrees to be a teammate with you and you, you learned her name, how by looking on her booklet or. No, we were sharing a booklet. We were a team. Okay. So you have one, so it's Tilly and Margie or. Uh, I don't remember what we were calling it at that point. Okay. I think we just called it, I think we, she just called it, we just kept calling it Tilly because that's what I, you know, I had written on there the first time. And then the second okay. time, that's what I had written on there again because, you know, she wasn't there. And, you know, she came in after it had already started. Okay. So. Uh, so what was it like that, that first time you're a team? Like, did you have a lot in common or. Well, you know, we, we chatted a little bit, but it's not like, you know, when we're, you know, I mean, you don't just meet somebody and start asking them their whole life story. You know, there, there, there are <laughs> some writing and play about them. Yeah, I was going to huh? jump, I was going to jump in here and say, uh, yeah, that's not always, <laughs> not always true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, continue with your story. So you all are chatting a little is she smarter than you? No, I think we're pretty, I'm um, pretty both equally dumb. <laughs> okay. So I'm guessing you didn't win this week either. 
No, we did win sometimes, but no, we didn't win that either. Okay. So, um, do you make plans then that you're going to be teammates and see each other the next Monday again, or? Yes, because it turns out she's a waitress there. Oh, wow. She works there. They actually have, they have two sides, okay? You have... The brewery is kind of like in the back, okay? Then the, the restaurant you has a little hallway. You have Brickyard Barbecue is on, like if you're standing on the sidewalk looking at it, Brickyard Barbecue is on the left. And the Brickyard is on the right. And there's like a little hallway that connects the two of them. But one is barbecue and one side has like pizzas and burgers. And, you know, they, they operate as two completely different restaurants with two completely different menus. The only thing they share in common is the, the beer. So after you leave that night, so the first time that you're a team together, officially a team, um, are are you starting to feel like, hey, I might be making a friend or or are you still depressed? Not initially. I think that took actually, you know, one or two more times, you know, because because then we're starting to both feel a little more comfortable around each other. And, uh, you know, and then she's introducing me to other waitresses, you know, the people around, you know, that, that she knows. So is she from there? Is that home for her? That's where she lives, you know, and I honestly, I know her parents lived in Long Island, but, and, and, and I'm not entirely sure how one ended up where, or one ended up, you know, whether she ended up there or they ended up in Long Island, but, um, that is home for her but she knew a lot of people there yes and so through her you started to meet new people as well yes you know and by now spring's coming around it's warming up more people are out doing things and are you feeling uh less depressed and lonely as, as spring approaches oh absolutely because now i you know like you said now i know people even if she's not around, you know, like I can still go in there and have a beer and we'll know one of the one or two of the waitresses names, you know, or whatever, you know. So you did continue like with the trivia and you did win sometimes. And so as, as you kept going back each week, uh, you learned more and more and felt more uncomfortable did you ever see each other outside of the trivia game? No. Um, so how did the depression, like, did it just gradually, you, like, it gradually left? Um, or Yeah, I think it kind of gradually gone? left the way winter kind of gradually left, you know? Right. I mean... Spring happened, you know, thing, it started to get prettier. Flowers were out, you know, blooming, you know, more people are out doing things. She's introduced me to other people, um, you know, and, 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 and then I, I kind of, you know, there was another team called the uh, Megamaniacs, right? But they spelled it M-A-G-A. <laughs> Maniacs. Right. And when I finally put two and two together, I went over and started talking to them. And then once I once and then once once I had figured it out, they changed their name 
but <laughs> it was it was the joke for them. But once somebody else realized what it was, they changed their name. Oh, and did you all remain Tilly? Was that your name? We um, <coughs> over time there was another couple um, that would go in there and play, and it was the two of them. And sometimes their their little their younger daughter, you know, but she was young, like maybe ten or twelve. Um, so she really didn't contribute a whole lot, unless it was like, you know, something question about Hanson or something. Um, <laughs> but but uh, so we kind of you know, and we're going up against these all these other teams that are like four and five people. So we eventually our two teams merged, and the four of us formed a team called Just Us. And did you have success as just us? Oh yes. Powerhouse yes. Uh, was formed. I, I actually, I actually ended up leaving before the the season ended. But I mean, they do this all over the Buffalo area at different restaurants all over the Buffalo area, and then, um, then they have like a a championship in Buffalo. And. I think I left before I before that, but I think our team did end up going to the the the, the, the tournament in Buffalo and lost out there. Wow, but. that's quite impressive, though. You know, from uh, the beginnings to make it to the the big championship, I guess. Yeah, because it's it was based on cumulative points for an entire season. You know, it wasn't like, you know, you you know, like, so you went to Buffalo. I guess was like the you know the uh, what uh, what like the playoffs. Sure. You know. So, I, as you look back on this experience, like of meeting Margie, had you not met her, how do you think? Um, your time there, your life would be different today. I, I honestly believe I would have quit that job just to go home. I hated it there that bad. Which is weird, you know, because, you know, I, I you know, I can look back over my 23 year military career and I can say I've never had a bad assignment. I've never been on a bad deployment. You know, I can make friends anywhere. And I was literally miserable there. Until I met her. Until you met her. Now. And so, um, does she, you, you said she was a cute blonde. And have you met since you left there? Have you seen her again? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you all have stayed in touch um, since that point. Yep. Um. I ended up, you know, I end, when I ended up leaving there, I came out here to San Diego. I, I drove from Niagara Falls <laughs> to San Diego. In a, and uh, while I was in San Diego, I had to go back up there to take care of something for, for a, you know, a one or two day trip. I mean, it was like fly up there, work one day, and then fly back to San Diego on the third day. You know, so I saw her then. Um uh last year i had to make uh oh no there's been more times than that because i ended up i ended up i i started dating 
my girlfriend now, and she lived in Toronto. I met her in, you know, in Toronto and we started dating, you know, and, and everything. And, uh, so like every time I would go to Toronto to go see her, I would fly into Buffalo and pick up a rental car and drive from Buffalo to Toronto. So I'd always stop in Lewiston and go, you know, and I'd go see Margie every time I went there, through there. And Aww. then, and then, um, then I quit that, that, that company and, uh, my old boss had to go up to Niagara for something. And I, you know, and I, and I told him too, I was like, go there, you know, go there, meet Margie. She's the best person you'll ever meet, blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and he did, you know, and I, maybe they talked about me. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I can't believe for a second that the two of them uh, met and didn't. I, my name didn't come up at, aside from, hey, Mike told me to come, you know, you know, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, and then uh, last year, back in March, I had to go up to uh, Canton, Ohio. We had a project going in Canton. So I was up there, I think, for two weeks. And uh, the first weekend I was there, I drove, you know, five, five, five and a half hours, whatever, up there to go see her. And then uh, I had to go back to Ohio again in September. And the first weekend I was there, I drove up to go see her. So is it safe to say, like, you're not going there to continue to play trivia, but the appeal now? is that you've made a, a new friend, like that there was a genuine friendship that came from this. Yes, there was. And, and you know, and, and I don't, I, uh, she says that, and, and you've probably seen the comments, you know, when I, the last, well, you know, I've been, you know, I've seen her. You've seen her on me post pictures of us together on Facebook. That's how you yeah. found out the story. Yes. That's true. You know, and she says, and I thought she made it in the comment section there that, you know, that, you know, I was also the friend she needed at the time. You know, I mean, we were two people, uh, two completely different people, two completely different lives, both just kind of missing something, I guess. You know, she says, that, you know, and I never knew it until she said that. But, you know, she said, you know, she says to this day still. That, that she needed my friendship just as much as I needed hers. So um, what is it about her that you like, um, you know, beyond the trivia? Like, as a person, what what is it that made her a good friend for you? You know, I, I don't know. We just clicked. I mean, we just got along, you know, from, like, the first time we met. You know, I mean... She didn't have to come find me that second time, you know, but she did, you know, and, and we got along, you know, like we'd known each other our whole lives. I mean, it was that kind of friendship. I mean, it was, there was never really, I mean, I, I say that, you know, there, there wasn't, you know, a, an awkward situation. I mean, of course, there's a, it takes a little time at the beginning to really get to know somebody, but I mean, that did happen rather quickly, I think. 
Yeah. So do you think it was fate that you went there that first night to play when you played trivia? Meeting her, do you think that was meant to be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can call it fate. You can call it dumb luck. You can call it whatever you want. I mean, there's a hundred different things, ways you can label it, but I, I, I don't think it was, you know, an accident, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Um, so you continue to have this friendship and uh, you, I mean, you said you, you drive five hours to go see her. So um, it must be a significant um, relationship for you. Like she's become an important person in your life. Well, she, it's not that she has become. She is an important okay. person. And I mean, isn't that like a great story? Are you asking me or Matt? I'm asking you. Uh, I mean, because it, it's it's your story. I mean, don't you just think about like how lucky um, to you know to to find someone um, that you can have this story with? Yes, yes, I I was incredibly lucky. And you know, when I read it uh, on Facebook, I, I was very it was very heartwarming to me. And, and, and that's what I thought is like how lucky because so, so few people find that person, whether, you know, especially uh, the way that you did, just like, you know, uh, you could have gone to any other restaurant that night and missed out on meeting her. So, um, you know, I just think it's an amazing story. I, I love stories like that. Yeah, she calls me her forever friend. Aww. <laughs> See, Matt, I told you it was sappy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have, I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, I, I heard you say you were in the Air Force. Thank you for your service. And, oh, my pleasure. Um, so uh, two questions came to mind. One is there was no romantic, uh, you know, overtones when you met that kind of thing never okay never 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 kissed never never hold, held hands never nope okay I've given her a hug twice three times and now you say are, are did are you dating someone in toronto is that is that well, hey, I, yes i have a girlfriend in toronto i have you know COVID has really put a damper on how many times i get to see her <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. It's tough to get into Canada right now. Uh, so, what does she think of, of you, you know, having this friendship with this girl? She never said one way or the other. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because, you know, usually that, I mean, unless that person is really secure in the relationship, with you then it you know it could become an issue oh well i have one question mike so uh, you, you said that you've never had romantic feelings and um so she margie never expressed that she had any towards you either is that right that'd be correct so um what if she developed those feelings for you 
how might that change the relationship or would it? Uh, I don't know. know? (laughs) I have a girlfriend. I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave my girlfriend for Margie. If that's where you're getting at. No, No, I'm I'm, I'm where I'm at and and that's where I'm going to be. I mean, if you didn't have, did you have the girlfriend when you met Margie? I was thinking you didn't yet. I no. when we first met, no, I didn't. So if she would have developed romantic feelings for you, um, do you think that would have changed the course of your, of your friendship being like a forever friendship? I mean, would you have kind of walked away from that or do you think it would have changed anything. Nothing like putting them on the spot, cat. <laughs> no, well, you know, we want to know, like the whole story. <laughs> had, had that happened, cat, uh, I, I, you know, had she expressed that, I, I think I would have pursued it. Okay, that's fair enough. See, um, well, I like think I said, this- she's cute. You've seen her. I have seen her, although uh, you want to tell them now that she's no longer a cute blonde. Well, she changes her hairstyle like, you know, I mean, she changes color all the time. She's a brunette now, (laughs) or at least the last time I saw her, she was a brunette. (laughs) Still cute, no matter. I mean, she had, you know, streaks of blue and one in at one time and purple one time. I mean, it's, yeah. As do you sometimes, right? Yes. Yeah. And my mohawk is looking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I want to see is a picture like where Margie has the the colors and you do too. So next time you're together, maybe that'll happen. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So forever friend. Um. You know what's next for you? You're gonna you got the brewing um, project that you're going to be working on. Right. What else? I got to get a fiance visa to get Anna here to the U.S. Wow. Did I hear that correctly? You did. Is she is she from Canada? No. She's a Filipina. Ah, okay. She's a Filipina that went to Canada to work. Right. Uh, she has she has a residence, see, in Canada. Right. You know, she has their the, whatever their equivalency is to our green card. Right. Yeah. How tough is it to get the uh, fiance visa now? Do you know? I have no idea. I'm gonna. Uh, oh God, this is being broadcast to everybody. But, um, <laughs> we can cut uh, it out. Don't worry. <laughs> I I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm oh, gonna, whoa, I there, guess, cut this part out. This is great. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm, actually, I'm gonna actually hire an immigration attorney to do this for me because I'm sure having, you know, to go deal with both the Philippines and Canada in some way, it's not gonna be as easy as yeah, you know, going online and filling out a form. No, there's a lot of waiting involved as I, I Oh, I'm sure it'll take nine months to a year. Yeah, if if not longer. I mean but I gotta stop dragging my feet. <laughs> Either that or move to Canada. I mean, it's cold there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> That's right. Stay where you're at. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, you know, you were talking about the different places that you've been. It's kind of funny. I've been to all of those as well. I mean, I worked in Virginia. I worked in central New York at uh, the university there. And, uh, you know, spent some time in Pittsburgh. And uh, I know. I was thinking that same thing. is <laughs> going over them. I was like, this is Matt's story. Too. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. But I was on the other side of New York State, so more closer to the city. Well, um, so I think that's a lot coming up, you know, our fiancé. You'll be, will you vote? Okay, will you stop traveling then? Or will, how's that going to work when you get married? Let's do one thing at a time. Let's get her here first. (laughs) Okay. Well, we expect, you know, like a wedding picture, an engagement picture, something to like share with the the backstory sessions people um, once this happens. I'm so excited for you um, and your beer brewing and, you know, you just got a lot of, and, and the weather, you've got like a lot of great things happening. Yeah, you know, I was supposed to. I was actually supposed to be going to a show tonight, but uh, one of the, the band members had a heart attack, so they, they postponed oh. that until December. Oh, my goodness. Or September. <laughs> well. But, you know, I did I did get to see your favorite band, me first in the Gimme Gimmies. You did? <laughs> did you know that, Matt, that Cats are Punk Rock? Uh, you know, she's she's slowly revealing all these different things to me. I I, I had no idea that she could rap. Um, you know, she does that on occasion. Beatboxing. Uh, you know, uh, she. I I think she was into ska for a while. Um, yeah, that's from Mike's. You know, thanks to Mike. Right. Yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's my influence. The ska and the punk rock. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I have more layers than one might think. Right, yeah, I just don't see, you know, it, it, I I have a feeling if I saw them all at once, I would just be, you know, like <laughs> overwhelmed or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think that's what makes one interesting, don't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so, you know, to, to end this episode, because it is very heartwarming and there's a lot of things involved. And, you know, uh, if Margie's listening, uh, what would you say to her about this journey that you have had and the significance of her part of, of your journey? Thank you. Aww. <laughs> All right. I think that is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, it, it's nice to, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have a friend like that, and you know, you can just be yourself with, and you know, uh, not have any other expectations and that sort of thing. Um, it was great. We'd hang out, playing trivia, drinking beer. Yeah. You know, I, you know. It, and, and, and eating, you know, and it was it was hilarious. She, you know, she thought it was absolutely hilarious because um, 
one of my weaknesses is applesauce. I love applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I would go in there and I would get this meal, you know, it, it was like pulled pork, and it came with two sides. And, 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 and you know, and they're like, what, what two sides? And, you know, and I'd be like, applesauce and applesauce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and then... And then eventually it, that turned into what? What? What'd you like? You know, uh, in pulled pork and a big ass bowl of applesauce. <laughs> you know, and you know, and that's why I can't. You know, you've seen me make applesauce on my cooking show. My the homemade applesauce, the one where I made. You know, I made pork tenderloin and and, and or pulled pork and, and applesauce for her. Wow! You know, that was. That was that was the thing, you know, was, I remember I was wearing a Brickyard t-shirt. Yes. I had not thought of that until just now. Well, I'm definitely going to put that as a trivia question in the group. So, um, <laughs> see if they guess applesauce for you. Uh, Mike and a big-ass bowl of applesauce. Uh, well, thank you so much, Mike, for coming and being our guest and sharing this heartwarming story. Um, you know, I wish you all the best and with Margie and your friendship and then uh, with your fiancé as well and all the projects that you've got going on. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how your beer turns out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, you know, it's, a, it's another kind of funny story, right? So I started, you know, not to keep y'all on for longer, but real quickly, real quickly. So I started watching all these, you know, beer brewing videos on YouTube. Right. And I, and I stumbled across one, you know, this channel called Homebrew for Life. Well, these guys live five miles down the road or whatever in Carlsbad, California. So they did a, one of their episodes one day where they were doing home brewing, but they were doing it in a brewery that wasn't opened yet here in Oceanside called South O Brewing. So I was already in, I was already out here, but I was still living in a hotel down in San Diego. So I drove up here one day just to go there and have a, go there and have a beer. And I literally, I was sitting there. And I saw somebody walk around, walking around, that I recognized from the video, and it happened to be the owner of that brewery. So I start talking to him and, and everything, and, you know, developing, you know, a little bit of a relationship there with him to the point where, you know, I, I, I keep him updated on where I'm at, buying my stuff and everything. And he's like, well, when you're ready to brew, if you need any help, just let me know, you know, so... That's awesome. Wow. Kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, he's you know, And, of course, he tells me I have to bottle some and bring it down there, and then we're all going to sit around and drink my beer, and they're all going to critique it. Oh, that's cool. It's always good to get, yeah. uh, you know, get that kind of input, you know? Yeah, honest feedback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Because they're all people that can tell me how to fix it if it isn't that great. Right, yeah. Anyway, all right, let you guys go. All right, Kat, any last thoughts? 
Uh, I can't wait to see what songs will come up on the song challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll say it has to be a certain type of song or something. Uh, Yeah, all punk rock version. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't edit this out to make it sound like a love story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one of my biggest concerns. Just so you know. There are many different types of love. Um, (laughs) I do the editing, Mike, so no worries. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. And on that note, we're going to end this episode. Mike, we thank you for your time and, uh, you know, telling us your story. It's uh, pretty interesting. Um, You got a lot going on. I mean, uh, you know, we wish you the best in all that you're doing. So uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Take care. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at iwriteplays at outlook.com or you can write to me at backstorychessings at gmail.com or matt at level11ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.